The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. After this half hour of the show, you can always reach out to Lior. Great to talk to you. Always got an ear open and some advice for sure to start with. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Email and the website, which I'm sure we'll refer to sometime over the course of the next few minutes. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's a beauty because it's free. It's anonymous. It covers a lot of what we talk about on the show for the last number of years. And you'll also have free and anonymous access to what we call the severance calculator. It does exactly what it's told to do. Calculate your severance in about 30 seconds. And that number is accurate, although it will surprise you compared to what you've been offered by your uh, soon-to-be former employer. So trust me, check that out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And we'll get to things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff. That's on the way. First, pal, case of the day. What's going on with you? Hey, Johnny. Great to be here, of course, to talk employment law. And you know what? Kind of October, November, this period of time is when we see a lot of terminations of employment. End of the year, companies often clean house, make arrangements for the new year. Not a lot of terminations happen in December because it's around the holidays. No one likes to do that. October, November. And I've already seen that, John. I've already seen a lot more employees losing their job, not because they did anything wrong, because of decisions made by the company. So this trip becomes that much more important now. If you're on the receiving end, you've lost your job, company's making a move, you're now left out without work, you need to make sure that you get what you are owed because it's very likely, as John said, that whatever you've been offered, it's not even close to being appropriate. It's not even close to being uh, exactly what the law says you should have. So to start off this process, you can call us right now, ask the question, what am I owed? Is this right? Is this legal? Uh, Or you can always reach me in the office so we can continue that discussion if you have an issue at all whether it's about your severance package, whether it's about losing your job, whether it's about being bullied or mistreated. Maybe it's about the the fact that your employer owes you some money. Whatever the issue is, what a good place to start right now live on the show with your questions, giving me the opportunity to to answer it. Now, uh, Wednesdays is when I also do live streams earlier in the day, and my case of the day comes from this live stream today. Someone I spoke with live earlier this morning uh, so what happened to her, she was on maternity leave, uh, and while on maternity leave, the company decided to outsource her job, to, to essentially send it out somewhere else, and uh, she had always worked remotely, worked from home, and when she was ready to come back, the company says, we no longer have a job for you, mm. we have a different job for you that's in office, right, because she used to work remotely, now this new job is in, in office, and if you don't want it, we'll consider you to have resigned. So this lady contacted me this morning on my live stream and wanted to know what do I do and is any of this legal? Well, I, 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 it took me a while to know what to say because there's so much illegality going on here that it was actually hard to know where to start. Well, let's start with the fact that the company can't just decide to give her job away because there's an obligation to bring her back at the end of her maternity leave. There's that obligation to bring her back. So 
by not bringing her back to the same job, to the same pay, to the same everything, that's potentially a breach of the Employment Standards Act. That's human rights code violation. It's illegal. Now, even if we forget about that for some reason, uh, which, of course, we're not, but even if we did, to say that, well, now you used to have a, a job working from home. Now you have a job uh, only working in the office five days a week. That's a significant change in the terms of employment. If she doesn't accept that, that's not a resignation. That's a constructive dismissal. Her employer didn't have a right to just say, we're going to take you from a, being a remote employee to an in-office employee. The company doesn't get to decide that she resigned. The company doesn't make that decision for her. She's not resigning. She wants her old job, same job back. And if they don't give it to her, there's going to be repercussions. So this is a good reminder for employees out there. If you're on parental leave, you have a right to your job back. Even aside from that, if the company makes a significant change to the terms of your employment, they can't use that against you and say that you've resigned if you didn't accept it. If you didn't accept it, that is a constructive dismissal. If any of this sounds familiar, if you find yourself in that situation, give me a call. I'll make sure to help you. Let's get that call in before we take a short break. Mike, you're uh, you're on air, pal. What's going on with you? Okay, so here's the deal. My wife, for the past couple of years, started back in COVID. Uh, she started delivering newspapers at night. And she delivers uh, a few of the big ones. I won't name them, but um, she is called uh, every night, lets, uh, lets her know that the truck's at the terminal and all sorts of other uh, drivers that do the same thing go. They meet, they pick up their newspapers, and they go out and hit their, hit their routes. She also prints off a list of addresses and everything where she has to go and what she has to deliver every day. And uses her own vehicle, pays her own gas, she gets a bit of a fuel supplement, and uh, she tells me that uh, the person that writes the check tells her that she is self-employed. There's no source deductions taken. I say, uh, from my education from this show, that she is an employee. She's, she's yeah, told and, and how long has she been doing this, uh, Mike? Okay, and it's a daily thing. She does this every day. Every day. Crazy thing is, it's seven days a week. It's only about three or four hours a night. But she likes the money. She likes the hours. It fits for her. So, Mike, she is very likely an employee. She's very likely been misclassified, and and uh, the fact that they want her to be a contractor, or they call her a contractor. Or frankly, even if she signed a piece of paper saying she's an independent contractor, none of that makes her a contractor. If she looks like an employee and acts like an employee, she is an employee, and I, I, I can tell you that's what she is. Now, what that means is she has certain entitlements, like vacation pay, for example. Uh, it, so it's up to her whether she wants to rock the boat. Another way to deal with this is to simply continue as is, and if and when they let her go, if and when, at that point, because she knows she's an employee, she knows she's going to get seven, she gives me a call, and I help her. Uh, obviously, she can file a complaint right now with the Ministry of Labor on the basis that they've misclassified her. If she wants to kind of rock that boat, that's up to her. But, yeah, it certainly sounds like she's been misclassified, Mike. Yeah, she shows up. She shows up at a place every day. She's told to be there. She's yeah. told 
where to go, and she has to be has to have everything done by a certain time. If there's a complaint, she gets a little bit of a penalty. Yeah, no, that, that, that's exactly what an employee looks like. I, I agree. She's not in the business of delivering uh, papers. She works for a company whose business that is. So, yeah, Mike, your, your, your wife is, is an employee. Uh, I, I can say that with a very high degree of confidence. Mike, we're going to get into a break, but I'm going to leave you with some information to reach out and carry on further with Lior and his team. It's real simple, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue after the short break. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. It sure is. Welcome back to it. John Scholes, Lior, Sam Fury. You want to reach out to Lior and his team, Sam Fury to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. By the way, you can. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. And here and now, as you know, before we get into our topic for the remaining time, phone calls, always top priority. So don't uh, hold back. Seamus, uh, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? Okay, so I listen to the show every night when I when I drive home, and so basically, I've been working for a company uh, for about eight years. It started off being just a regular sales associate for a fitness company. Um, as time went on, I basically started running one store, and then as time went on, I was basically promoted to a regional manager, where I would run a couple of stores: one in Barrie, one in Toronto, one in London. Uh, then this year, I've, I had to go off on a medical leave. I had some serious health issues. So I had doctor's notes and everything. I was off for about seven months. And then when I decided to get uh, you know, back to work again, I went in and basically they said the position that I had is no longer available. And so all they have for me now is basically a customer's, they call it a customer service operations coordinator, whereas wow. before I was a regional, I was a regional manager. And so I was making 60000 I had a $10,000 bonus coming to me. Now I don't have any more bonus. I barely had to fight for the 60000 that I have. Now I have to drive into the office every day. I live in Barrie. The office is in Toronto, so I'm an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half on a night like this. Um, so I'm just wondering like, what, what the legal rights are. Now, to be honest, because I needed the job, I did sign the contract. I had a couple of discussions with them saying, like, because I listened to the show, I said I thought my job is supposed to be secure when I come back. I thought the pay is supposed to be the same. The bonus is supposed to be the same. Um, and he basically just said, well, that's the new contract. That's what it's going to be for everybody moving forward. So take it or leave it. And so I, I, I signed it. It's only been about three weeks. I just want to know if I have any, any recourse at all, any options. So, Seamus, what, what, what you describe is, is a clear and obvious constructive dismissal uh, in many respects. The demotion, the, the change in pay, the change in, in work location, all of that is check, check, check. Constructive dismissal, not even a question. The problem, and, and you've heard me say this before on the show, you say you, you listen regularly, is that you accepted it. And in fact, you didn't necessarily just accept it by working, you accepted it by signing a document saying, I accept this new position. So because you've accepted it, I mean, again, I haven't seen the document, so I'm only going based on what you're telling me. But assuming you sign a document saying, I'm agreeing to this new position, 
then you're, you're stuck. There's really nothing that you can do now because you, even though they didn't have a right to impose this, you had a right to accept it. And if you did, now that's your new position. So assuming the document is, as you've said, that it, you've accepted this new role, unfortunately, Seamus, there's nothing you can do about it now. Uh, it's no longer a constructive dismissal because you essentially gave them permission to do this. So it, it's bad news in this situation. There's not going to be any recourse, unfortunately. Okay, now I understand because I do listen to the show. The one thing that you always do mention, though, is that although the contract is written, many times they don't use proper legal people to write these contracts. So if there's anything in a contract where some things aren't legal, am I able to use that as a basis? Well, no, I mean, usually that's in the context of if there's a term in the contract that limits your severance, and many times it's not drafted properly, and we can get around it. But if it's, simple, if, if it's a contract that talks about the fact that you agree that your position is going to be X, Y, Z now, a uh, sales associate, then, again, I, I haven't seen it, so I'm only talking hypothetically, but assuming that's what the document says, then you've accepted it, and there's probably not going to be a way to get out of the contract. There may be ways to get out of specific terms. If, if there's a termination clause and later on they terminate your employment, you may still be able to get full severance. But to say that you didn't have a right to change my job, that is likely too late now because you accepted the new role. Okay, and I agree. And the one question you brought up, I know there's other callers, the termination clause is in there. So he, they basically wrote in there that all of the service that I have is not really going to be recognized anymore. It's going to revert back to the Employment Standards Act. So, again, I, I mean, that may or may not be enforceable. I actually have to read it to tell you, but I'll say this, I mean, you know, because you probably heard me say this a thousand times, I wish you hadn't signed this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even if it was a contract for the same job, forget about the fact that it was a different job, I still would have told you never ever sign, and you probably heard me say this a thousand times, never sign a new employment agreement, certainly not without me seeing it. So it's possible that not only did you accept this new job and you kind of stuck with it, but you've also agreed to limit your future severance. So if six months from now they let you go, you could be only owed eight weeks severance instead of maybe 12 months severance. So I hope that's not the case. And I, I can't say that for sure until I see it, but there's an important lesson for all our listeners, never sign an employment agreement without me seeing it first. Exactly. Seamus, appreciate the call, pal. I wish we had uh, better news on the uh, the back end of that call, but there you go. Anyway, we'll get on to our main topic, Lior, for a couple of minutes. Things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff. This is always, always a huge topic. Uh, number one, surprises most people, right? You don't actually have to wait to be recalled. So the first thing we talk about, about you know being recalled, is that you actually don't have to be to wait to be recalled. You can decide, no, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay being put on a temporary left. I'm going to choose to look at it as a termination, constructive dismissal. So your employer does not have the right to just put you on a temporary left. If they do, you can choose to say, I'm not sitting at home waiting to see what you do. I've made a decision for you, employer. I've made the decision that by putting me on this layoff, you've terminated my employment. Now you have to give me my full severance. So in most cases, that's a right that you have. So you can choose to wait and, 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 and see if you get recalled, and we'll talk about what that means, but you don't have to. So if you just would rather move on, get your severance and not wait, call me, uh, but you want to act on that as soon as possible uh, and not wait too long. Point number two about that temporary layoff recall is you have a right to earn the same pay, hours of work, and job you had prior to before the layoff, right? 
So now we're taking a step further. You decide, you know, I want to go back to work. They're going to call me back. I'm going to wait. Well, the same rules apply that your employer doesn't have the right to just change your job, change your pay, kind of like I was telling Seamus earlier. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming back from a temporary layoff and your employer says, yeah, we'll take you back, but it's a different job or different pay, demotion, different location, that can absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Just like they don't have a right to do it uh, when you're working, they don't have a right to do it when you're coming back from a temporary layoff. So if you're being called into a different job, sure, you can accept it if that's what you want, or you can choose to treat that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal. Your employer can't just decide to change your job. And again, from uh, from the Seamus phone call, you don't have to sign a new employment contract. Don't Don't let them fool you with that one. Oftentimes I see this, a company says, okay, you're coming back from a temporary layoff, but you know, we need you to sign this employment agreement now that you're coming back. No, 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 no. There's never a reason for that. Uh, the only reason, and I do mean the only reason, your employer is going to ask you to sign a new employment agreement is if that employment agreement is better for the company, for your employer. It's almost never going to be better for you. Uh, so the answer should always be thanks, but no thanks. At a minimum, you have me review it, and I'll tell you what it does. There could be terms there that limit your severance. There could be terms there that allow the company to do all kinds of things to your job. And by the way, you can't be penalized or punished for refusing to sign that new employment agreement. If you're presented with that employment agreement, coming back from a temporary layoff or, frankly, at any time, be very concerned. We are talking about things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff, and that is your seniority does not start back at zero. I'm I'm guessing some employers would try to t- you know try that after a few months, right? Well, yeah, and and, and I, I've seen that, and sometimes it's out of ignorance. It's not necessarily because they're trying to get away with something. You know, you were off for four months, or you're coming back, so we're starting fresh now. No, it doesn't work that way. If you accepted the temporary layoff and you waited and you got recalled back to work. Remember, your story doesn't start at zero. That's important because if down the road you let go, your seniority didn't start the day you came back from a temporary layoff. Your seniority goes back to your first day of employment. So don't let your employer tell you otherwise. That can have a significant impact on your severance if and when. Uh, Seniority continues even if you're on a temporary layoff. This one's good to know as well, that if you aren't recalled to work, you are owed severance pay. It may have been a long time you've been off, but that's still the case, yeah? Absolutely. So we started off by saying you don't have to accept the layoff at all. You can choose to say, I'm not waiting. You're going to pay me my severance now. But if you don't do that, you're okay waiting, you're okay uh, uh, seeing the company recalls you. Obviously, if they recall you, no problem, you go back. If they don't recall you, well, then they have to pay your full severance. They don't get to say at that point, well, we're just going to keep you off work or you've resigned. Severance has to be paid and that severance will still account for the time that you are in a temporary layoff. And that severance, by the way, could be as much as 24 months. If you don't get recalled, same rule applies. You call me. Okay. You don't accept what the company offers you because chances are if they offered you severance is a lot less than what you are owed over 90% of the time. That is the case. You call me, I help you and we do it right. And if you're off for a long time, say six months to a year, you mentioned that your 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 service still accrues, right? Like that adds to your severance. So if you were a 12-month guy, six months later on being on layoff, you're a 12- and six-month guy, yeah? Exactly. That time you're on the layoff, even if you had several layoffs over the years, all those times you're on a temporary layoff count towards your seniority, and that can add up very quickly. 
And remember, the more seniority you have, the more severance you're going to be owed generally. So you want that number to be as high as possible. And oftentimes companies don't realize that that time counts. They think it either reset or it doesn't count. So that time counts towards your seniority. More severance, therefore, is owed. Again, we're just finishing up uh, this evening very shortly, but uh, things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff, uh, you, you need a good reason in order to refuse to go to work. What's that all about? So if, if you're a call back to work and you've accepted the layoff and you're called back to work, uh, if you don't want to go at that point, once you're recalled, you have to have a reason. Maybe it's a different job or a different pay, or maybe the, the hours are different. Because if you just accepted the layoff and you're called back to work and then you say no, that may be considered a resignation. So if you have a good reason, you don't have to go back. That will depend on what the company does. If you're not sure if you should go back or not, call me and I'll tell you. You have the right to return to a safe workplace. That's our final point, yeah? Exactly, yes. A safe workplace is, uh, is always important because... Uh, that's the primary obligation that an employer has. And certainly that was important during COVID. You know, if you came back, your employer has to meet all uh, safety obligations. Same thing applies now. Uh, your employer may need to make sure that your work is safe. So if you have safety issues, you can refuse unsafe work, etc. The law is very clear on that. Just get to one last email here. Uh, Lior from Sean says, my employer decided to scrap the bonus plan for all employees. Makes sense. It's almost Christmas. Uh, I usually get 10K a year bonus. What can I do? Well, listen, uh, Clark Griswold jokes notwithstanding, an employer cannot take away significant uh, portions of your compensation. They they simply cannot do that. Uh, A bonus is a part of your compensation, and and if you're not getting paid what you're owed, that could be a constructive dismissal. A good place to start is talk to your employer about it. Sometimes a letter from me can change that as well. In a worst-case scenario, you can choose to potentially treat that as a termination. Uh, You know, it's not every bonus taken away that's going to be a constructive dismissal. If it's a $200 bonus, probably not. But if it's significant, $10,000 for sure is significant. We may be in constructive dismissal territory. You can't just have your bonus taken away if that's something that you always relied on as part of your compensation. And that'll pretty much uh, wrap it for tonight. Lior is uh, done. We're back in here tomorrow at 630. want to remind you that any time you can keep sending those emails along if they don't get answered during the show. Lior and his crew takes care of them afterwards. That email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca, the website we refer to. Didn't have to use it tonight, but if someone would have called with a severance problem saying, how much am I owed, Lior? That would have been no problem. We would have gone to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, which you can do freely and anonymously anytime you like, 24-7. It's really simple. The severance calculator is one of many options on that website. It takes about 30 seconds to go through it. Uh, last check, a couple million Canadians, that's not hyperbole, a couple million Canadians across this country have used that severance calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and realized that, uh, oh, wow, my former employer is trying to rip me off large. doesn't happen that way. Use the uh, use the Pocket Employment Lawyer app and the Severance Calculator, and they make that phone call to Lior. And then finally, guys, the phone number anytime as well, one 821 5900 to reach to uh, Lior and his team. We're done. We're back in here tomorrow at 630 uh, with more of your emails, and hopefully your phone calls will join you on that edition of the Employment Law Show. Enjoy the rest of your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.